Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Welcome, everybody, to Big Blend Radio. You know, our first Friday, we always air our parks and travel show with the National Parks Arts Foundation. But today we thought we've got to talk with Jillian Spies and her husband, Nathaniel Hoff. They are known as the Bergamot. Get the oranges and beer out now. Um, anyway, um, they go. are an amazing duo and they travel the country with their car called the Unity. And um, there's a whole documentary on this called The State of the Unity. It's award-winning. It is out today, October 6th. So check it out. Go to thestateoftheunity.com. You can get it through Apple, all your different places. But Jillian and Nathaniel. Uh, Nathaniel. I know. I'm like that. I always put things together. But um, welcome. How are you guys? Thanks doing so much right. for having us, and we are doing so well. We're very excited about today, the release day of State of the Unity, and it took eight years to make this, so it's pretty surreal that it's actually going out to everyone in North America today. Yay! This is awesome. So even filming this, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, because I just watched it last night, and I don't want to give away too much, but give everybody an overview of the Unity car itself. I mean, yeah. people signing the car because yeah. I think you gave people like a pledge. It was like, yeah. I pledge and I yes. like an action point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, State of the Unity is a 50-state journey in 2016 using music, community, and collaboration to bring people together. And we had them sign their name uh, on our touring vehicle and their message of unity. And then we interviewed them on all 50 states, asking them, you know, where are we at as a country? Where are we headed? What are some of the things that are you're concerned about going into this cycle that we're going into? We also ask them, what, what does unity mean to you? What does unity you? mean to you? And yeah. so, and by interviewing people and putting all that together, we took seven and a half years and editing it all, putting it together in a film format, which we truly believe in the art of film and how film has this amazing ability to share messages with people, take them on a journey in this case to go to all 50 states. And then we auctioned the car off in the end, which turned into an art piece, which you can see right now on the uh, the great poster that you have pulled up. And uh, we took all those funds to and donated it to a uh, music therapist and in our hometown, in our hometown of South, South Bend, Bend, Indiana. And we mm -hmm. just hope that this journey can continue to inspire people and also bring empathy back at a time when the country is dividing more vigorously than it's ever been dividing before. Yeah. And the weird thing is I'm saying it now, but I said it in the film and it's even more resonant now because this is a film that is not about politics. This is not going to take you in a deep mm -hmm. dive in what's happening in Washington. This is a film about the people, the hearts of the people and where the people are at. And we really want people to take a look at this film and see what it means to them, kind of decipher what, you know, how people speak to each other, how they speak to us along the road. And we really hope that it can re-instill empathy into people's hearts. And that's where that's where this journey begins here, literally today, October 6th. Well, I think it's really exciting because, you know, we travel the country full-time documenting parks, public lands, and we have all different magazines and shows and the arts are big. Um, but as we traveled, then COVID hit as, you know, we, we were travel, we were on the road going, well, that was fun. Um, yeah. but actually the roads were super quiet. Rest areas were quiet. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool. I think we did like over 1500 parks during COVID. No joke. Wow. Whoa. Insane. Because we started just doing national park units and, you know, there's over 400 in our national parks. 
And then we're like, well, state parks are important for us, uh, you know, national forests are important. And then it was the community parks and COVID really taught us that these spaces were important. And like you're saying, community, you go to a community park and you'll see people out um, with their family celebrating a birthday or a quinceanera if you're in Arizona or something like that. So we're like, okay, we got to shift our perspective and being on the road and actually talking to people is what changed it. Now, if you just drive, you see those banners and those billboards that can really suck and be negative and it tell people what to do. But when you meet people, it's different. You guys seem to do a lot of rest areas, which we like. Yeah, <laughs> we did do a lot of rest areas. I mean, and when we were making the film, so one thing that's unique about this is that we produced in it, we produced it, we starred yeah. in it, we directed it. And so I would say that we probably had about six versions of the film that we threw out that we worked on over eight years. And then the seventh version we landed on, we were like, this is it. This is the film. And starting last year, in February, we got into the Sedona International Film Festival, and then we ended up awesome. winning the the Marion Herman Excellence of Filmmaking Award there, which blew our minds. And, and an Emmy. And an Emmy, am I right? Didn't you get an Emmy? We we got we actually worked in tandem with the University of Notre Dame, and they created a piece, and that piece won an Emmy, and it was the story of the children's hospital aspect from this. So you can actually watch that on Grotto Network right now, and it's called Trailblazers of the Bergamot. So that was a that was another wild thing. Like we we just these things you can't predict, but. The one thing I know from creating this film and taking so long is that, you know, I know Nathaniel was talking about how it seems that eight years later, we are more divided. We're more broken than we were even when we started, which is sad. But this film is meant to give hope and it's yeah. meant to give a directive. And the thing that I know for sure, what I learned from this is that a country divided is easily manipulated and controlled. And so it's about us as individual Americans and people on this planet taking back our power and saying, I am the one I've been waiting for. And I need to wake up and go into my community and make a change. Mm -hmm. We have to be the change right now because. Right. You guys did. You guys did totally going out there and having these conversations. I think people go, oh, that's too slow. But if you just watch the news and read billboard signs you're or headlines on social media, you're not getting the actual state of the unity is like, I love the title because when, I mean, we pets it now as we travel, this turned into a whole new thing and it's not a money thing. It's, it's free. Trusted house sitters, shout out to them. And so we get to stay in people's homes that we don't know. We typically spend the night with them, have dinner, get to know the animals, the everybody's routine, and have these conversations. And everybody's coming from religious difference in religions, different in politics. Yet, if you just have a conversation and find that unity, like it's animals and travel. All right, next thing you know, we're bonding in something very, very precious and when you can find something you care about, maybe it is your community park. Maybe it is music, right? You guys, music is everything. Seriously. Right. I mean, you guys, by the way, shout out. Your music is fantastic. I'm like, oh, I found a new band. Playlist for other shows. But um, you guys are awesome. I mean, that had to be the beginning when you guys just said, okay, we're going. And we're going now because you couldn't wait, right? And you're like, I want my two months. And I understand that because I plan and I'm a Virgo and I'm annoying, but <laughs> I'm not saying you're annoying. I'm saying I am. But then oh, like, no. I, we, I, even I, on our tour, the I, more we planned, it it didn't matter It because it doesn't go according to plan. Life is no. what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you, you 
you guys ended up performing on the top of your car and the back of your car, like in places that I don't think you probably would have predict happening. But no. did you, you started filming pretty soon. So you pretty knew early. at least to, to start. Did you do that knowing that from touring as musicians to start filming? Yeah. I mean, I think that when you're on the road and living with that huge level of uncertainty that you're talking about, um, <laughs> figured, you know, we might as well turn on the camera. As you can see in the poster right there, we figured that the car was like not the worst stage design. Um, that there actually was an ability for us to get up on to yeah. perform and it had this kind of flat. And also when you're standing on top <laughs> of a car, I mean, you're, you don't want to be too high because I mean, you're performing. You can yeah, yeah. Moving. Like I remember when we were standing on top of the car, I was like, okay, perform, but don't move. Yeah. You know, yeah. thing. So you don't want to fall off. That was like, no. So, no, I, I mean, don't want to go through the roof. That would happen if I, it yeah, was me. I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing, too. I guess it speaks to the, it was a well-built car. And we were very happy for it. It was a hand-me-down from my mom. And that was uh, wow. something that we were able to, you know, inspire through our journey is that, you know, we took something that the world kind of viewed as worthless. Um, and by bringing people together, making it a piece of art, calling people into that process and saying, hey, we can make a collective piece mm -hmm. of art. We can work together rather than disagreeing and bickering over the details. We can work together to make this thing that can benefit ultimately something that a lot of people believe in. And that's, you know, the children's hospital and the music therapy there, which was a, a great cause for mm -hmm. us, because obviously as musicians, that's somebody who's meeting people where they're at on a daily basis. And, and you actually went and performed at the end. We could see that like you guys oh, went yes. and performed for the kids. And we love performing huge. for the kids in the children's hospitals. We performed at the Mott Children's Hospital in Ann Arbor. We performed at the actual memorial, which is now called Beacon Children's Hospital in South Bend. And these kids are the best in their families because the music, it lifts the soul up. So mm -hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways right now, we're living in this, this death focus culture, right? There's a lot of things that are getting us down. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of kind of compression. Either or stuff instead of merge. Yeah. And so we, everything that we do, we want to be creating a culture that's life affirming, that's lifting and music is that thing that can mm -hmm. lift the soul. It can touch the person in ways that really other, you know, other things can't art in general can, you know, whatever dance mm -hmm. and music and movement and visual and books and, and cooking and all lifts, it all elevates the soul. So that's the whole thing. You could point. see people that you were interviewing literally change their mindset, even just, you know, listening to your music and music is very personal because no one can tell you how to listen. The same mm -hmm. as anything to do with arts, reading a book, watching a movie, it's your thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And you, it carry, it stays with you and you guys have amazing melodies. How did you even keep your voices uh. at tip top shape? Because I, I'm a singer too. And I'm like, I know that by the time I've driven and like, and then I do sing all the way through. So maybe it's good. Oh, but yeah. How oh, the heck? Gotta have you, some rest. Yeah. How do you, cause your voice is like, you know, I got yeah, my tea yeah. even here. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I think one of the things was we would immerse Lucky. out on the road. We would immerse ourselves in good books, classic novels, uh, podcasts, anything to keep us kind of on the lower. You know, we would try to minimize minimize our talking between the hours of like when we woke up all the way through about four or five in the afternoon. Because then once you met with people, that was another thing on the journey. The I mean, this car mm -hmm. was started a conversation that could go well and it's a station wagon for god's sake like i couldn't be, i cracked up and listen you guys are giving us hope so ours is a rav4 2010 yes. 2010 yep. and as i started watching i'm like 
because I'm watching the needle change over and you guys got over 300,000. I'm like, okay, we've got a Toyota. They normally last pretty good. And I know she needs a, you know, new shoes, her brakes and everything. Mm-hmm. We're at that time. Oil changes are a big deal. All of yes. that stuff. Yep. Yes. But I think you, you pushed the limit on the state of the unity. You pushed yeah, the limit yeah. of her. So where is she? Is she out to pasture? Okay. This, this is so exciting. So we auctioned her off on eBay and she was, we had a, a bidding war between fans who had been following us since wow. we started in 2010. And so one of our fans got it. And then her dad, who was another fan of us, he had a, like an actual garage where he collected beautiful old cars and also Ooh. fire trucks. His name's Ooh. Dick Osborne. And that was in yeah. North Carolina. So the Unity car lived there for the last seven years almost. And we saw it for the first time last September. We had a show in North Carolina and they invited us. Would you like to see her? We're in North Carolina. We're in North Carolina right now. Hayesville, which is by, it's kind of in between Asheville and um, Chattanooga area. So like a middle. Warren Haynes come from there? Just saying, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. no. And so it was so beautiful. They they held it there safely. And we saw it last September for the first time. I remember like crying and having chills. And see, they, it's, yeah, I, do, like did you friend. name her? Yeah, see, I, I, ours is named, uh, her name is Clea, I can't say it, Mulva Cleopatra Doppelganger. <laughs> it, it is just, anyway, anyway, but yeah, but there is a thing, like every time, like our cars are a big deal because they are your family on the road. And yes. so and I can understand I, the crying. That's big. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we, we cried and then they looked at us, they said, look, we know you're coming out this film. If you ever want her back, we would be happy to sell her to you for a dollar so you can take her and share her again. And so we we bought her back for a dollar and we just shipped her to South Bend, Indiana, and she's getting fixed right now in the shop. <laughs> oh, my God. I am super stoked. OK, so so you guys are, are touring again. Are you going to keep getting signatures on her? I mean, even yeah. with how you did a Hawaii and Alaska, because I kept going. How are they doing that? We haven't done it yet. Like, how are you doing it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It we didn't help our cause, but, you know, that was cool. Yeah, Thanks. we had a lot of fun with it. You know, we obviously thought about driving up to Alaska. That was probably an unreasonable thing. I mean, going to all 48 lower contiguous driving is is a challenge to go just mm-hmm. from, let's say, Seattle to Alaska is like a whole nother. That could be a whole nother movie. Maybe that's the next one. But Ooh. the uh, but we definitely are. It was important to us to go to all 50. And what we decided to do is take a piece of the car up there. And then we were able to share the message, talk with that people. That was so smart. Honestly, the most Thanks. important element of it was literally meeting people where they were at which is what this film's all about and um and then allowing them to sign it and then reassembling it and continuing on and it was really fun because we still stay in contact with a lot of the friends that we made up in so Alaska. so hopefully you're going to get a lot more lodging this next yeah, month, yeah. right yeah a lot more lodging and you take your stuff in at night see that's the thing we battle with is the you know because everything we you know suitcases and all that and we do all our computer i mean we're we're publishers so like even going to parks and stuff, you can't just leave your stuff in cars at oh. all. So it's kind of like, you know, wildlife refuges are cool because they have wildlife drives and stuff and certain parks. And so pet sitting is great. Dump your stuff. But um, yeah, like even hotels and stuff, I'm like, okay, all the, the gear gear, like if our suitcases go, who cares? Like our clothes are for animals now. We don't care. Off you go. But if, if it's our computers, like holy hell. Like, and like a bag of papers that no one can 
you know, our taxes and all yeah. that stuff has to go. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a mess. People it's don't really lot. get it. It's, it's a it's lot. It's, it's a lot. And unless you understand it, we get mm-hmm. it because we've lived through it. But it's like, you know, there's, if you're, if you're not aware of what it's like to live from your vehicle, to live on the road, there are a lot of dynamics that wear on you up here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where, where is that bag of tax paper? Oh crap. I oh, left God. I know, feet. man. It sucks. You know? It sucks. It sucks because you always, no matter what you go, did I leave this behind? I have yeah. like a routine and I never let people help us pack or even bring stuff in. I don't care how many flights and people go, no, no. I said, it's just a mental weird. I'm weird. Reckless. Yeah. As yeah. soon as someone does something for you, I'm totally screwed up. I'll be, you know, three, 400 miles down the road and think we've left something and have to undo the car. Oh, we've yeah. been there many times. See, so you guys had to have been bitten by the bug because as hard as it is, there's something a very freeing, yet it, it is hard. It is absolutely yeah. hard, but, and it, and, um, but it's freeing in a way. So you guys going around, obviously the unity part of it is, so now you're going to go back on the road. Like, is there a set? Do you have your two month planning gear? We don't actually, we have some general ideas about what we want to do. The number one thing, I mean, obviously for us right now is to get this film out into the world. And we're kind of like, everything's kind of thinking about like what could potentially happen. But at the same time, our feet are solidly planted on the ground. And, you know, the film just went live on Apple TV for the pre-order, like, a couple well, no, days it's, ago. It's live right now. And it's live actually, right now. Yeah, live now. Yeah. So that's something that was huge. And we're telling literally now that we've went on this journey, we have so many people to let know across the entire country. That we did hundreds it. Of people that we did it. <laughs> you and did it. Finally coming out. And then, you know, and then Friday hits and then it's just a dash. You know, we are, we have a lot of exciting things coming out. We have announcements coming up in the next coming days. Um, things happening with the film that we never could have dreamed of. I'm sure it'll be taking us back to LA very soon. So there's all these little things that we're kind of planning right now for the film and the release. And then we have these dreams of what we want to do next year. We obviously, we really do believe with the success of the film and the things that we've, the people we've met along the way and the, and the film side on the interior side of the film industry, we really do want to continue this, this narrative, this story of maybe state of the unity together we rise and looking a little bit more as the film progresses you realize that this isn't this you know so massive uh intake of like what ha- what is happening in the country as a whole it's rather just looking at the individuals and trying to explain through individuals eyes what's happening in the in the world so mm-hmm. i think that we i could, could see go this as a series that. you could you could yeah. do a series you know like I, I think it's um you're showing america too and that was something yeah. at, you know the human side but also the visuals and showing, you know, you're showing the cities and people coming out and going, oh, man, we haven't, you know, seen something like this for years. Like yes. unities is a tough word because people want unity within their own politics or their own religion yeah. and within yeah. their own cultures almost. Right. Yeah. You know, cultural culturally, you'll see like, oh, we have the Italian neighborhood. We got the Jamaica neighborhood. But, you know, honestly, we should have a merged a neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. We want to. We. Well, we're the big blend. Like uh, that's yeah, how people, we are. Ev- that's just everybody have a big party, you know. Yeah. But if yeah. you guys going back doing more on the road, I think it's going to be exciting to follow you guys. So, the Bergamot is the website for the music, right? Yep. The State of the Unity dot com. That's for the the movie. And is it going beyond Apple, like Netflix and things like that, or? DVD on all that stuff. We, but we know that it'll be on Apple, Amazon, Dish Network coming up. And one of the things I wanted to say too, kind of touching on what you were saying about, um, you know, that 
homogeny is not what we were looking for in the country. We were saying, oh, who agrees with us? Who are all the people that we agree with? No. What we found is that we needed to broaden our spectrum of what we even understood unity to be, you know? And so what we noticed was that it's not a shared narrative of a future. It's a narrative of a shared future, a future Mm -hmm. in which we can continue to hold space for each other in their differences. And this is me quoting the film, Dr. Hooker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm excited for people to get into watch this and really see what we, what we, we discovered what we learned about unity along the way. And I think that that revelation that we had, that it's about engaging the diversity in this country in a way that's meaningful and productive and getting back to work as opposed to debating, because diversity can ultimately, it can be a struggle if we let it, but it can also be an absolute lift to our, to our country, to our society, because we get all these diverse perspectives coming together and that can actually bring more power to what's happening here in the country in a positive way. And so it's about refocusing people on the positive and also focusing in on what unity does look like going forward, because it's not about you have to agree with me. You have to look like me. You have to talk like me. No, no, that's boring. Yeah. That stuff doesn't work. And when the world gets close to that stuff, that's dangerous for humanity. And so the U S is an, is a beacon of diversity. And I think we just have to get back to engaging people where they're at and using diversity as a way to propel us rather than restrict us. Well, nature, nature's uh, laws uh, dictate that, right? So biodiversity, you need to have the butterflies and the bees and the beneficial insects for us to survive, right? Yes. If we don't have a diversity of them, we're screwed. The birds are screwed. They don't have food. And then you have no fertilizer, you know, this whole web of life. So nature dictates, hey, we need biodiversity. And as we as human beings, you know, climate change, all that stuff is destroying that, truly. Yes, um, yeah taking away habitat as well. Um, you start to see dead zones, not just in the ocean from oil spills, but actual dead zones. And that's why we do what we do is we want green space. We want space for humans. Coexistence. That's our thing is coexistence with yeah. wildlife, nature and the arts and humans. You know, it's all part of it. If nature is unhealthy, humans are unhealthy, period. Yes. But that yeah. goes into that diversity that you guys are talking about. And I think music, like even your music, I'm going, is it this? Is it that? And I don't really care. Like, I don't, you know, is it rock? Is it pop? No, I don't yeah. care. I just like it. And when people start pigeonholing, then it just, then you're kind of like, oh, you can only do this, like an actor being typecast. So I think what you're doing is really opening people's minds to, we can do all kinds of things if we have that openness, you know, yeah. soul and brain, you know? Yes. And I feel like what you're really talking about between what your mission is and what our mission with bringing mm-hmm. people together in unity and the biodiversity in nature is that it's time for us to co-evolve with the systems in place, right? Mm, so I like that. As Ooh, we are... I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like co-evolving. Yes. It's so about harmonizing. Oh, now. Thanks. It's about, it's about harmonizing, right? So when you're listening to our music as the Bergamot, you're hearing harmonies, like tons mm. of lush harmonies lifting the music mm. higher. And so as we co-evolve with the systems that are in front of us, we are harmonizing with each other. We're not, we're not saying, oh, hey, it has to be exactly this way. And this is the only way to do it. That is what extremism pushes, but harmony pushes. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're, we're coming together and saying, all right, let's just see where we, where there's this cross happening. You know, what, what's, what are the things that actually bind us together? Mm -hmm. Is it freedom? Is it safety? Is it, we, we both share a better, 
we share a vision of a better future together, even though we might disagree on all the minutia of that better vision. If we can start talking and saying, well, there's actually a lot of stuff we agree on, but so often we focus on all the stuff outside of here, all yeah. of the stuff outside the circle saying, well, you're this way and you vote for this person because of this. And you're this way and you vote for this person. Well, I need to hate you and I need to hate you. It's like, okay, come on. That, but that's part of our survival brain too. Um, you know, because we've got to think back to our caveman days when we didn't have the car to live out of. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but and you before know, that it was but, a wagon before that, yeah, was, you know, yeah. caves. Yeah, you know, and there's survival, fight or flight, right? Or play dead. And so we are this that's why I like what you're talking about, this co-evolving part of it, because we have changed as human beings and we're still kind of shrugging off that old way of living. You know, I didn't, I didn't make this up. This is from our friend, transformational life coach Shelly Wiz, and I got to give her a shout out. She's like, no, that is caveman brain. We're not cavemen anymore. We're here. We've evolved and we have to catch up with ourselves mm-hmm. literally and move wow. forward. And it's about our brain still being that way. Cause I said to her, like, why is it that negative thoughts, right? Rule everything, you know, versus positive. And she goes, it's from survival. And we needed those negative, oh, this, no, this dude's going to come here and kill me and spear my wife. Even though I don't think we had wives back then. I don't know. But, you know, we're going to get speared. So I'm, you know, it's negative was a safety precaution that we don't necessarily need. Doesn't mean we don't be cautious and smart and all of that. It is, we don't need what we used to have. So our bodies are evolving, but our minds and brains and souls have, it's time to kick that into the next level. We got to transit levitation. Yeah, we got to transcend and levitate transcendence. And and one of the things that too about this film is that, you know, we have lived enough of life to know that, you know, we go through the ups and downs, we go through cycles, different presidents, different language being used. But one of the things is that this film, we really feel is important to show to the younger generation who is growing up in a society, vision, hate. And, you know, when we got a chance to show this film for a lot of the public school teachers and the leadership teams uh, in Arizona this year, one of the things they were most moved by was that, you know, here we are here to uh, here two people are with very little resources trying to bring about this message of unity. And we do it in a way that's very meaningful and impactful and hopefully inspires people of all walks of life of all ages to say, Hey, you know, what are the resources that I have and how can I continue to build a better future? Because Mm -hmm. what's happening is, you know, if you're growing up in this darkness, you know, that, you know, if you don't agree with someone, it's okay to hate someone. And we really have to bring things like this forward to say, Hey, no, you have to have empathy because every time, you know, you try to predict someone, every time you try to imagine that you have the human brain figured out, you will be wrong because you will imagine somebody's going to hate this and they end up loving it. You'll imagine somebody's going to love yeah, it. Yeah, you're not, you're, how, you're, you're not allowed to decide for other people. You and, know, and we have exactly. to maintain that. We have to maintain yeah. that empathy in our hearts. And young people, I think, are struggling with this because Big we're growing time. up in a world where somebody who doesn't agree with you is somebody you hate. You just and, cancel. Uh, you cannot do, we can't live like that. And that's not good for our society currently. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for our society going forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, listen, on your next roundabout and tours and, you know, musically and with the state of the unity, um, less speeding tickets. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know better. You're from Indiana, and that's where I got nailed in a cornfield. Like, I was driving. Listen, oh. you guys in your 45 and 50, 55, 40, like every few corners. 35, 75. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, Indiana and Oklahoma, those two states. No, Watch no, no, out. no, no. 
No, Crossroads of America, you know, that's where they get you. That's where they get all, that's where they make a lot of their money. And it was really interesting because we got pulled over four times in the state of Ohio. Out of all 50 states, always in the state of Ohio. And it was not wow. for speeding. It was actually for one dumb decision. Ta- tail light. Just, uh, yeah. The tail light. Yeah, and then there place. was one time they just pulled us over because of the writing on the car. They're like, what's what's going on here? Yeah. So, and then the other time, yeah, he, he, he made an error. You'll see. see we did the complete opposite in South Africa when we lived over there. Nancy, my mom, um, did a tour for the Cancer Association and she's a wildlife artist and she had Nancy Reed's, uh, painting safari on there. She get, kept getting pulled over. What animals do you have in the back? She says, do you see the word painting safari? And she was raising money with her artwork for the Cancer Association. And she kept getting paid, you know, so we're like, okay, it's a big wild America. Let's not tell anybody about our car. Now I'm going, dude, yeah. probably in this country, but I don't want to be pulled over. So, and there's just yeah, times yeah. where we're like, awesome. no, no, we're out in the bush, you know, but you guys, That's- thank you for the inspiration. You're giving people these happy moments of positivity to catapult, to move forward. Um, watching yeah. the movie was just a joy. Listening to your music's a joy. I'm a huge fan. And listen, NationalParksArtsFoundation.org, artists, musicians, writers, filmmakers, they don't care what genre of art you do. They don't like to pigeonhole either. Um, check them out. Um, one of their um, artist residencies is on Loggerhead Key, which is your own island. You stay in the researcher's cottage off-grid for a month when all the little sea turtles come in. And Oh, yeah, dude, seriously. Dry Tortugas National Park in Florida. So that's one of them. New Mexico, Chaco Canyon. All Seriously. So I give them a shout out. (laughs) I know, right? So everyone, uh, the State of the Unity, uh, it is out now. Go to thestateoftheunity.com. Of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Shine on. Thanks for all. Yeah.